You're listening to the Investing for Kids by Kids podcast, where I interview guests from around the world about all things stocks, crypto, and business. I also share my strategies, advice, tactics, and more to help you become a better investor. I'm Timmy M., your host and the founder of Investing for Kids by Kids. Make sure to leave this podcast a good review so that I can continue growing my business and continue making episodes of this podcast. I am not a registered financial advisor. Any opinions expressed by me or the guests of this podcast are not a recommendation to make a particular investment. This podcast was created for informational and entertainment purposes only. So today I have John Lozonis, the uh, now 17-year-old author of Kid Trillionaire. He is probably the first kid I have met who has really, uh, who who has written a book about money, first of all, uh, in business. Uh, And we'll we'll dive more uh, deep into that in the podcast. But uh, John, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Timmy. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to have you on. And first, I was wondering... um, I've listened to a lot of your interviews and you seem to be really, really, really good at math. Uh, So maybe if you could talk about your background, I think that would be interesting for the audience. Yeah. So my dad is a, is a big math guy. You know, he was on a competitive math team in high school and he went to college and he worked in a field where he had to do a lot of math. He, he was an investor himself. Well, trader, he traded derivatives on the Philadelphia stock exchange, but he was a big math guy. So when I was little, you know, he's really little, he started teaching me math and because, you know, I was work, I was with him maybe three hours a day. We would just do math. He started homeschooling me. And by the time I was five years old, I was actually uh, learning how to do algebra. And when I was seven, I was doing calculus and wow. yeah. And so he, he, because, you know, he's, you know, my dad says he's the world's greatest math teacher. And <laughs> I think it is true. What yeah, I mean, it definitely seems true. Uh, what, what you're saying here. <laughs> yeah. And, wow. you know, math is something that's, uh, well, I think it's a great thing for everyone to learn because it teaches discipline and systems. And yeah. it's important with investing, right? Yeah, it is very important in investing. I've um I've tried to do a little bit of trading myself, although it isn't the most profitable uh thing. Uh, it's great to learn about, and yeah, it really is math heavy, especially if you're like doing a lot of technical analysis and like analyzing fundamentals, um, and all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so next, maybe we move on to your book. Um, if you could tell us about that and like why you wrote it. And, you know, how, how you first got interested in business uh, in general, that, that would be great. Yeah. So my book, well, before my book, basically when I was 10 years old, I was, uh, I'd been learning how to code. We were, my family was actually living in London at the time. And there was a local cafe owner, really good cafe. It was really highly rated on TripAdvisor. It was like number 10 out of like all the restaurants in London, but it didn't have a website. So I told the owner, I said, Hey, Mr. Matt, I'll build you a website. He said, all right, sure. So I built him a website and he paid me 40 British pounds, which was like 60 bucks back then. And I was super excited because I'm like, whoa, that's just six, that's 60 bucks. So, you know, my parents, they didn't give me an allowance or anything. If I wanted something, I had to wait until Christmas or my birthday 
hope that maybe, maybe I got it. And now, <laughs> yeah. now I can make my own money. That got me excited. So I, from there, I went on to making money in other ways. I built more websites. I started editing and producing podcasts for people, did social media marketing, built sales funnels, a whole, whole bunch of different things. And I'm making all this money. And I'm like, wow, you know, other kids I know, they, they don't even realize that they can do this stuff. It, it's, it's not hard, but they just, they just don't realize that they can do it. And I was also at the time reading a lot of books on business and how to make money. And while they're good books, they're written for adults. And all the books that I read for kids were really lame. So I said, you know what? I'm going to take what I've been learning in the grown-up books and from my own experience, and I'm going to put it into a really awesome book for kids. And so that's how my book, Kid Trillionaire, was born. Um, started writing it when I was 13 years old, finished it a couple months later, and started selling it. And it's been a huge hit. Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. I'm working on um, uh, my, my book as well. Um, so next, this is the Investing for Kids by Kids podcast. And I was wondering, uh, could you tell us about how investing uh, fits into the um, kid trillionaire journey? Yeah, so there's a lot of, um, you know, investing. It's, a, you know, my, one of my favorite uh, adult trillionaires, I guess you could say, is Warren Buffett. And, you know, he was, yeah, he's, you know, the world's greatest, one of the world's most successful investors. And so it's definitely a great way to make money, you know, when it's done with care, with um, when you're when you're diligent, when you do research. Did, did you ever read uh, Warren Buffett's biography? I haven't read that, although that is on my reading list. Um, somebody recommended it to me on, on the podcast. Oh yeah, well I'll recommend it again. It's a it's a really really awesome because you get to see what what he does and basically how how diligent he was with his investing. Uh, how much he would study a company before he ever sent a nickel into it. And for me, yeah, personally, my investment, well, recently I've been investing in precious metals like silver and hope to do that more uh, now that I've acquired a little more capital. But the other investment, I think the best investment that you can make, well, good Benjamin Franklin quote, an investment in knowledge uh, pays the best interest. You know, when we spend money and learning a new skill, um, something that can help us uh, grow as entrepreneurs, as investors, something that helps us learn more. Well, that a lot of the times will help us make the most money. Yeah. That Benjamin Franklin is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it um, is a great story what he did as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe next you could talk about the, uh, types of businesses that like just small, simple businesses that you see people starting most often, um, and like the most profitable ones. Yeah. So it's actually funny. There's sort of like, um, you know, generally I was just thinking about this the other day. There's a lot of businesses that especially kids can start very easily. Um, crafts, crafts are a big one. Kids make candles and stuff, sell them all the time. And yeah, they, they do well with that. Other kids, they, they go to, they're in school and they just sell candy to their classmates and they're making thousands of dollars. It's crazy. But, you know, if a kid has an open mind um, and looks into other industries, there's a lot of opportunities that um, even ki kids can get into with a little research, a little diligence, but that can make a ton of money. I was just reading about a kid who 
started uh, importing silage wrap, which is like this plastic wrap farmers use on their crops to protect it from rain. And I was like, I never heard of this. But <laughs> this kid somehow knew about it. He started buying it for cheap from China and selling it for a profit in the UK where he was. And so my, you know, my advice is, yeah, there's you know, anything that you can make, you can sell anything that you already have that you can sell. If there's any service that you can do for people, that's a good way to get started and get money um, to help with the next ventures. So always keep an eye out, no, no matter what you're doing, always keep an eye out for more opportunities in other fields. Yeah. You know, one thing that I see um, a lot of like business savvy kids do who live outside of the United States is like, for example, a bed in Indonesia, um, a really nice one may cost 200 or $300. Whereas in the United States, if you can ship it over there, it may cost up to eight or $7,000. Uh, so another good business that I've heard of a lot of people doing is buying goods in the countries that they live in for tiny prices and then selling it uh, in uh, where they uh, where they um, uh, come to during holidays um, in the United States or in another uh, much bigger country where stuff is more expensive. Yeah, it's just arbitrage. And we both know that's a, that's a great way to make money. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an incredible way to make money. It's really, really profitable. Uh, you know, next, I, I was wondering if you could uh, tell us about when you were on TV, because I've, I've seen all your TV appearances and you did really well on them. And I was wondering, like, how do you how do you do that? And how do you actually get on? <laughs> yeah. So so getting on TV, well, it's, um, you know, sometimes it, it's good to have. Uh, what, what I did is I had like a segment that I made up. It was uh, five ways for kids to make money, something like that. And you just email the producers, Tom, hey, because because here, here's a little secret. They need content on TV shows, right? They don't want to just run ads and show the weather all day. No, they want especially especially you know if you're a kid listening to this they, they would love to have a kid on tv if you know if you got something to say so yeah you just uh you, know, you put on a nice nice suit and tie and you know pit, pitch yourself have have a segment that you can pitch uh, just a short little five minute thing you could talk about and you just you just simply ask people you, you call up you email you know, there's, you know, there's ways to get connections. You meet somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody and then boom, you're in. And when you're actually on TV, well, it might seem a little scary because, you know, here we're on a podcast, if we goof up, uh, well, then we can just edit it out later. But when you're on TV, it's live. And so it can, it can be a little scary, but don't let it get to your head. Just simply go up and be yourself. And if you do mess up, I'll maybe make a joke about it. It's all fine. Nobody cares. Yeah. And especially if you're a kid, I mean, yeah. I was, um, I was on a podcast the day before yesterday and it, I, I thought it was live. <laughs> and so it, it was super funny. Cause I was like, I was like scrambling. So it was live. It, it was a lot of fun though. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe next, uh, if you could talk about your personal investment strategy, I know you have, uh, explained that you invested in, uh, silver, um, and what, what kind of like your long-term investment plan is. Yeah, so currently, I actually, I actually only hold silver, but I've been, because um, I'm turning 18 in a couple of months, and I'm going to open up the interactive brokers account. I actually, um, I actually uh, have a hard time trading by myself because my mom works in finance, so there's some limitations and restrictions. 
So I don't, I can't really open my own account yet, but after that, I do plan on, I, I plan on investing in well companies that profitable companies. I don't like to invest. If I think if you're going to invest, I want to invest in a company with no profits, like, and um, what's that new one? Rivian, new car maker. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a billion dollar company, but they haven't sold a single car. I, no, I don't want to invest insane. in that. It's, yeah, it's but just backed up by like these VCs who did probably like no due diligence at all and just put like million dollar checks into the company. Yeah, I mean, I would never buy something like that. If I'm going to buy a company, I want a company that's been around for a while, that's undervalued, that has potential to grow and that actually makes money, right? I wouldn't I would not want to invest in a company that doesn't doesn't make any profits. You, you remember uh, something called WeWork? Oh my God. Yeah. And then there's like the new documentary about that. Like my, my parents have been talking about that. It's crazy. And now he has another company that's selling uh, carbon credits and yeah. he's literally branded. Uh, his company was branded as a scam within a scam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so like you know, a couple of years ago, we work, I lived in New York city. So, you know, we work was big there. We work buildings everywhere. And you know, it was a very valuable company in quotes, but it wasn't making any money. It was losing money. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, big companies that are losing money. Like I think, I think Uber st is still not profitable yet. Yeah. Um, that I, I just simply would not buy. Uh, you know, I'm a big, like earlier I mentioned, I'm a big fan of Warren Buffett. You know, if Warren Buffett, if Warren Buffett wouldn't buy it, well then neither would I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I, I think that's pretty much it. But um, if there's anything you'd, else you'd like to say, uh, then go ahead. Yeah, I mean, my advice is, you know, if you're a kid listening to this or if you're a little older, with everything in life, you want to you want to start doing it early. So you want to start making money early. You want to start investing early. You know, we all know that, that old uh, Chinese quote, best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So with investing, you know, even, even everything that's big now, like Bitcoin, right? The best time to buy Bitcoin was six, seven years ago. <laughs> this Now, you can't do that anymore. So if you want to invest in it, you got to invest in it now. And yeah, yeah so if it's business, investing, whatever, whatever it is, the most important thing I want to stress is just start doing it now. Yeah. You know, actually, I kind of stopped too soon. I, I have to say, I was, I was, uh, I'd like to ask you when you had those businesses making websites for people, how did you acquire customers? Did you have a website of your own or did you have social media? Like what was, how did you market to customers? Well, the best way to get customers is, uh, is referrals with, with, with everything because referrals already know and trust you. So my advice is, you know, if you've got, if you've got a skill that you're looking to find clients for, you know, I would ask, Everyone, you know, ask your parents, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on LinkedIn. I, I, I highly recommend every kid make a LinkedIn account and start connecting with people there. Uh, Cause that's how you find uh, people you can work for. But yeah, you, you ask, you ask around now, you can always put up an advertisement um, maybe in your local city online. Uh, people use Upwork, uh, Fiverr to, to, to advertise their skills. And that's a good way to find, to find customers, but basically, you know, I have a, there's a marketing expert called Dan Kennedy 
that, that, I, that I've learned a lot from. And one of his advices is uh, be someone, be somewhere, do something, <laughs> which sounds a little simple, but basically, yeah, yeah. you know, you want to, you want to get yourself out there. You want to make yourself public and that's how you'll start to find clients. You know, actually when I, I had an article in the New York post about, you know, my business, about my book, and I actually got an email from a guy uh, who wanted me to build a website for him. And it was super easy. It took a couple hours. He paid me 300 bucks. And yeah, that's how, you, that's how you find customers, just by putting yourself in a place where people can see you. It sounds a little obvious, but <laughs> you, got, you got to do it. And you got to be creative with how you do it. This is my last question. I'm sure that this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so w- when you built those websites, were you coding it in like raw HTML, CS, uh, CSS, and um, JavaScript? Or um, were you using like a website builder like WordPress? You know, a lot of times, yeah, I thought I was going to need to use uh, HTML and CSS. What I've used most is CSS uh, because a lot of times I just use uh, custom website builders like Wix. And have you heard of ClickFunnels? Uh, I've heard of that because my parents are entrepreneurs, but um, I haven't I haven't really uh, known. Not really. <laughs> yeah. So I build a lot of stuff for people with with ClickFunnels as well. Yeah. And. You know, that stuff, it doesn't, it doesn't require as much custom coding or much at all, but it's still good to know things like HTML and CSS so you can uh, make edits to pages in a way that maybe the editor won't let you. And that's, yeah. that's what I've, uh, I'm thankful that I've learned both of those. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast. I really enjoyed having you on and uh, definitely taught us all a lot. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Timmy.